There is a KFC console coming out. What the hell is that? I thought that was a joke. That's real? No. What is that about? I mean, what what games will it play? Is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. Welcome to Field of Geeks episode 164. I'm Josh. I'm Mitch. I'm Bill. I'm Megan. Welcome back, Bill. Uh, you know, frequent guest of the show here. Yeah, thanks for having me. He's a uh, not a bench warmer, but he's 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 ready to go when we need him. <laughs> let's say. That's right. It's like in the five timer club now. Yeah. Mm. I can't afford to make now. a jacket for you. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. No blazers here. <clears throat> <laughs> I have plenty of cards. It was, actually, it was actually kind of funny. I realized the uh, the last one I did with you was the one year anniversary of you, me, and Jonah all talking about uh, what was it? Um, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally and forgot. It was like literally a year. It was literally a year later. We all asked each other what we got for Christmas and everything. It was like yeah. We were talking about the Mandalorian, and we just released that like uh, I don't know, over a month ago or so. And I asked the guys, I was like, "Hey, did you guys like Rise of Skywalker?" <laughs> totally forgot we f- we recorded a whole episode about talking about it. Right. That was a nice rehash, you know. Have you guys checked out Steak and Shake yet? Oh God, I have not. Apparently, people have quit their jobs to wait in line for this place. I don't understand. Uh, the day it opened. You know, it was like a Wednesday, and they were lined up. I'm just like, do these people have jobs? Like, how do they take a day off to do this? Like, <laughs> is it it's worth it? So bad. <laughs> I'm gonna say something probably a little controversial here, but I, I've been to the one in Coralville, mm-hmm. and yeah. I was not that impressed by it. <gasps> I mean, those people you waste know, their time. <laughs> in line. I, I mean, I. I it's not something that I would like wait around the mm-hmm. block for, like a iPhone release or something. <laughs> Only in America do we uh, wait in line for fast food restaurants. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I that will is the most American thing I can think of. It's it's uh it's like when Raisin Cane's came. Yes. Right? But Raisin yeah. Cane's is actually better. Um, <laughs> I I too have been Bill and and I agree with you. I've been to um, Steak and Shake. It's it's more of a Hey, we've got a new restaurant chain. It's kind of like if White Castle came to Iowa, right. or yeah. like, like I would legit wait twenty four hours in line for an In and Out burger if it came to to Iowa. Oh yes, dude, In and Out burgers. Will you amazing. will you pick one up for me, Mitch? Yeah, I would. I would so do it. Good. It's it. Steak and Shake is it's a limited menu from their full menu restaurant, and oh, it is. I mean. Okay. Yeah, it's it's like okay, we have another burger joint. Um, we've got we don't have enough of those. <laughs> you know, beats. I like to support Bebops because they're just. Love Bebops. I mean, Bebops is a true greasy burger. Like if I've got a hangover, man, I'm going to Bebops. You know. Hey, at least they well, like don't good. microwave their bacon. Yeah, it's actual real bacon. They're right? consistent. Yes, I mean they're yeah. consistent. You know, like uh, Burger King when I was in high school was like it for me i love right? burger king. and they went down so fast yes i agree i i have boycotted burger king for like the last two three years just i can't stand it well, i don't anymore. even think we 
I don't even think we have a Burger King anymore. They've all went out of business or burned that burned to the ground. So. You know, we still do. Um, it's right day. over by the Marriott on um, Jordan Creek Parkway. Oh, okay. There's one by my house, it's, by Bebop's. There's one in Grimes, too. They're still around, yeah. Waukee. Waukee's got a nice one. Kind of gives you false hope. You're like, that is a nice-looking building. I bet the food's just as good. I don't <laughs> care, not. man. A, a double or a, a triple Whopper with cheese, lettuce, and mayo. Oh, man. That's my my heartburn ready to go. But I would eat that all day. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember uh, my stepdad. He, I mean, Steak and Shake is in Iowa City, right? And he, he's, yeah. he knows of the food. And he's like, it's not that great, you know? I was talking to him about the weight and stuff. And he's like, it's not the greatest place. So... You know, I already gave me like, I already lowered my expectations. I, you know, every night I would kind of, if I was out in that area, I'd be like, oh, I wonder how the line is. And it was always like into the street. It was crazy. And then. Uh, oh, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like all the way back up to uh, the interstate. Yeah. And you're wondering what the hell's going on. That's got to hurt um, <laughs> come and go's business. Probably. Because people would be like, man, I need to get gas. Well, uh, a lot of people are probably running out of gas, and they're running to come and go as they're in line to fill back up. <laughs> right. I just imagine, like, someone's car got has to break down in this line. Just has to. Just has oh, to. Yeah. And it's sad, you know, you're in a line for this place. That, <laughs> But I finally tried it. I was, like, off one day last week, and I was like, all right, it's, like, 1 o'clock or so. I'll go up there and check it out. And it looked like there was really no line. I was able to get right in. But then the minute I approached the parking lot, the line was wrapped around the, the restaurant itself. So I waited like 40 minutes. I didn't have anything to do. So I was like, what the hell? I'm here. Um, so, yeah, it was it was crazy. I got to look at the menu as I passed it to get in the line. And, yeah, it's a little limited. Um, it looks good, right? Um, the dessert shakes, those look amazing. And it happened to be uh, happy hour, which is like half off. So I was like, all right, great. Because by the time I got to ordering, it was 2 o'clock. In the end, it's just like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not terrible. It is not, uh, it is not gourmet by any uh, stretch of the imagination. It's just, uh, it's just kind of like an A&W burger to me. And I'm not saying A&W is terrible. It's just, you know, it's like, it's just not, it doesn't really do anything for me. The fries are stringy, but they're kind of bland. But the shake was probably the best thing they had. Oh, I, you know what? I never was a big Sonic fan. A uh, fan of their sausage, egg, and cheese burrito, breakfast burrito. Mm-hmm. I thought those were good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Sonic wasn't anything to balk about. They're, I mean, they're still popular in the South. That's that's how I first got to know them. And then they came up here, and they went everywhere, it seems. And we only have one left. I think it's in... Uh, oh, yeah, it's in Johnston, I think. But, yeah, uh, it's about the same quality, maybe. Uh, maybe better. The yeah. fries just didn't have much taste to it. But like I said, the shakes were great and the price for them was just as good. So there's a lot of variety there. But yeah, just overrated, you know. It's just like when I was in line for Canes. Uh, Canes is good. But, you know, I remember there was a cop directing traffic. And he just, you know, he just he just told me, like, it's just chicken. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> Getting into some sad news here. Shocking news in a way. Maybe not so shocking. He was pretty old. But Larry King, he uh, has left us. He was 87 years old. Yeah, news broke about that 
was it yesterday? I believe we're recording on Sunday, yeah. so I think it was Saturday. It broke, yeah. And I think he had COVID just maybe a few weeks before. Yeah. He was a huge personality in all our lives, you know. Been in the business for a very long time. He started way back in the 50s as an interviewer on the radio. And, uh, yeah, just rose to fame after that. He had the Larry King Show in 1978. Then from 85 to 2010, he had the Larry King Live Show on CNN. And then from 2012 to 2020, he hosted Larry King Now on Hulu. You talk about people that are, like, successful despite their circumstances. I mean, this is a – he – I was looking at, like, Wikipedia and stuff on him, just getting some background. And um, I think when he was, like, nine or something like that, his, di- his dad passed away of, like, a heart heart failure or heart disease or something like that. Basically, his uh, his family, like, grew up in welfare. Like, he thought about dropping out of school and stuff like that. It's like Wow. I mean, you kind of think of just how successful he's been despite his circumstances. And of I course. Think that's, you know, something we can all strive for. I mean, especially 2020 is behind us now. Right. You know, we've all had struggles. I mean, it's just you know, know. kind of an inspiring story, I guess. Yeah, very unique unique person to uh, to get out of that depression and and strive for a better life. You know, it's, it is sad. And I think the only people that could ever talk bad about him were his ex-wives. But outside of that... <laughs> You know, seven of I, them. Yeah. <laughs> seven or eight? He married eight, eight times. He had yeah. seven wives, so he married one of them again. But oh. I don't I don't think that there was a person that he interviewed that they ever said he was a gotcha journalist kind of guy. He he knew how – he was kind of like a Tim Russert. He knew how to ask the hard questions mm-hmm. but didn't drag you to the, through the mud to get to them. Right. He kind of let you fall on it, and then he'd just keep on going, you know? So – he was, he was probably, probably one of the last of the good journalistic reporters slash interviewers. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great voice. Um, yeah, he. Oh yeah. He, didn't, his, he had his guts. Voice would be iconic. Yeah, I mean, he went for the yeah, he went for the tough questions, but he, yeah, he wasn't like a gotcha guy really. Um, sometimes he asked some really silly questions. I, I didn't think he really thought through. <laughs> There's a few instances I, I, you know, he had his moments, but you know. All the greats do. I mean, geez, it's so much airtime, you know. It's not always going to be fantastic. But, of course, he was the pinnacle, you know. I think, uh, yeah, I think he paved the way for a lot of people we have now. If you think about it, I mean, it's it's one of those things that he was so good at what he did that he lasted this long on air in, in some way, shape, or form because you, you can't have repeat interviews, you know. I mm-hmm. mean... If you if you throw somebody in the mud, they're not going to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah he pretty much greeted everybody he had on, respected them. It seemed, and yeah, you're right. There's oh. really I can't think of anyone who was like I hate Larry King, you know, except his wives, of course. I remember he had some bizarre interviews, like Marlon Brando's one that sticks out to me. I don't know if you remember that one. That was weird, mm-hmm. but not to, not his fault. <laughs> he went with it, you know. No. He uh, he got through it. That's how skillful he was. But yeah, he made cameos. It was funny because I didn't really get to know him, of him until I was like, maybe my teenage years, my grandparents would watch his show. And then I watched Ghostbusters one day, again, you know, it had been years, and he pops up in a cameo in it. And I was like, whoa, Larry King. And he looked different, you know, he's a little younger and stuff. But yeah, he made cameos in a lot of uh, entertainment, uh, like 
Shrek 2. He played a, a bar maiden, I believe, who flirted with Shrek or Donkey or somebody. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, he also was. He also played himself in the People vs. O.J. Simpson American oh, wow. Crime Story. I still haven't seen that, so I'm sure they maybe dyed his hair to make him a little, look a little younger or not. I don't know if they cared that much, but of course, you know, he reported on that actual case, like everyone else did. He was actually in WWE Raw. <laughs> I'm not a wrestling <laughs> fan, so I, I don't know if any of you recall his performance. <laughs> Body slam somebody or something with a mic. I don't know. Yeah, Steve would remember that probably. <laughs> Steve is a big WWE fan. Need the Steve button, just push it. Steve. Yeah. Tell us. <laughs> I just noticed that he always he's always just looked the same. <laughs> yeah. Have you the hunchback and the look- suspenders, yeah. I he just doesn't I mean he aged with the same iconic look. Yeah. I mean I and I only know him as as an older man, obviously, because I'm, I'm younger than the rest of you, not by a lot, but um, I'm just looking at some of his photos, and even his young photos, he looks exactly the same to me. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's just another another icon gone. I know, it's really that's, sad. That's always sad. And it's it's weird to think about it in the, uh, like, in, in the bigger spectrum, because, you know, um, I'm a millennial, obviously. I was born in 88. So, um, I grew up with Right, I grew up with some of these these iconic individuals that are just all slowly starting to, to yeah. peter out, and I don't understand the new generation of of people coming in. Like that's a different perception mm. to me. Yeah. So YouTube stars. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that. So it's it's sad. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think it's just yeah we're we've lost a lot of celebrities this year, and you know a lot of them were up there in years, so it wasn't like a total shock, but. Unfortunately, COVID had some things to do with a lot of them. And uh, also, you know, just uh, restaurants are closing. Video stores are pretty much obsolete now. It's just like everything's yeah. kind of hitting us at once to me anyway. Yeah, it's really depressing and stuff and unfortunate. But yeah. Oh, man. You know what? I Because um, I've been driving a lot right lately. I started watching old um, talk show, late night talk show hosts. Mm. And it's such a breath of fresh air. Because it's not like Jimmy Fallon where he laughs after you say hello, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. You know? Yeah. And um, I really, you know who I've really found to enjoy? Um, and, and Chevy it's, Chase? It's interesting. The people that he has on, Dick Cavett. Holy yeah. Crap. That, that guy. guy can interview. Yeah. That guy wow. has interviewed like everybody, it seems. Yeah, he was and quite it's smart uh, and it's funny and, and mm-hmm. really well done. Even Johnny Carson, I mean, mm-hmm. he knew when to, to stay quiet during an interview. Yeah. You know, he'd, yeah. he'd poke it in a little bit and they'd get a laugh and they'd shut up. I miss that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see that for sure. Yeah, as I get older, and this might be for all of us here, I'm not sure, but I just start to see the fakeness in things, you know? Oh, yeah. Like award shows. Like, I'm just seeing this now and it's like, Maybe it's always been there, or more. Or maybe it's something's changed and it's more obvious. But yeah, like I did watch Jimmy Fallon the other night, and what was weird about it was they don't have an audience, I believe. Right. So they have the Roots. You know, that's great. You know, they have a good band there and stuff. But I watched Seth Meyers after that. I just happen to be up. I don't watch them at all usually. Maybe I'll see clips on YouTube, but it's so weird there's no audience and the jokes just every joke doesn't work to me that way you know there's no laugh i I just don't like 
And I don't have a reason, but I just don't like Seth Meyers. I don't have a reason not to like him. I yeah. just don't. Just no, I get it. it. He's more good for like skits and stuff. Yeah. It was yeah. Just, yeah. But I do think they kind of gravitate towards that whole instant gratification thing that's really big right now. So they do have to, you know, they have to switch it up and, and, and do that because that's a good chunk of their viewers. So it's not, it's never well, going to be like it was. People got their phones now, right? So it's like, yep. it's, I mean, maybe that's why it seems more fake now because they're so like, we got to try everything with these stupid people <laughs> who are on right, their yeah. phones. Seth Myers is a topical kind of guy, and it, credit to him, he started to do his like uh, his Saturday Night Live bit where he he'd read the news. Yeah, and that part that part sometimes can be funny, but the problem is that he goes after the easy laugh, so he he jabs politically, mm-hmm. and now it'll be really interesting to see how a lot of these late night comedians turn around because it was so easy to jab after, you know. Yeah, well, it's just like Leno, Leno with Clinton. I mean, Jesus, that was like every night. Oh, yeah. It was like, oh yeah. my God, guys, let's talk something else here. Like, I don't think right. Carson really got into politics or anything. You know, it should be there should be shows for everybody, and I think that's what Larry well, King was I good at. You know, he just you know Carson, everyone Carson can watch would him. Would do one or two jokes. He he would do one or two jokes, but that would be it. Mm-hmm. The rest would be little funny skits and, yeah. and stuff like that. But. I mean, I, I think I don't think you can ever get away from it, but I think let's not just go for the easy jab for the entire monologue. Well, it might be a dying thing too. If you, I mean, you think about it, like Conan O'Brien, he's just going to do like a variety show now. He stepped away. He's big into podcasting, yeah. so I can see a lot of them going into podcasting. Mm-hmm. I think people are going to move more away from network televisions, especially since you got all the streaming services, right? Like NBC, every oh, yeah. every network's got their own streaming service now, so. That's probably where it's going to be, you know. I think a lot of it too, like what Mitch was saying, just like the <clears throat> the uh, like attention span of people is a lot less than it used to be. Yes, yeah, so it's could, sad. So I could see, I could see somebody doing like a late, you know, a quote like late night talk show thing that's like fifteen minutes on Netflix. Yeah, or something yeah. like that, you know, something versus brief. like a, you know, I mean, even even the newer generation of parents, like. Mm-hmm. By the time you get, you know, your work at home done, you get your kids' virtual yeah. learning done, you get dinner done, you watch the news, you're like, okay, I'm ready for bed. You're not going to stay up another two hours to, <laughs> yeah. to hear the same jokes. Things have changed, yeah. yeah. I'm Which, a big uh, John Oliver fan. I don't know if you guys watch his show. I like but him. I, oh, God. I. But he gets political. He, <laughs> he does, but he does it in such an interesting way. Yeah. No, yeah, there's a lot of uniqueness out there. And, like... Yeah, so like John Oliver, he's like on HBO, uh, so you could probably see him on HBO Max, right, at any time you want. And that goes the same for like Larry King when he had his Hulu show, that would pop up on my YouTube feed here and there. And so, mm-hmm. like you were saying, Bill, a lot of people don't probably stay up late anymore. It's like you know, so much is to be done around the house, and you know, you do the dishes, you can you can turn these shows on, you can just listen to them, or you know, have a glance or two at them. You don't have to wait for them to come on, right? You don't have to. And you don't you don't have to worry about missing them either, right? Because that's that's what it used to be, right? You you had to be there to see the interview. You didn't have anything else to uh, you know, yeah. unless they did a rerun. But like, when the hell are you gonna know that <laughs> that's gonna happen? Videotape it on your VCR. Oh yeah, I oh, oh, I taped yeah. so much. I was so good at that. Ever since we switched over to DVD, which I know we're in Blu-rays now and 4K, I have not mastered recording that equipment i'm still vhs is all i really know that those were the days you know 
I grew up on uh, demo tapes, right? So we get a lot oh, of yeah. direct-to-video movies that were shit. So I would record over those suckers. <laughs> I just, you know, tape them. My uncle taught me. Just tape that back. Which you guys probably oh, know yeah. what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I remember I actually tab. tab on the back of it. I I regret this to this day. My dad recorded me as a child. I built this train, you know, of chairs and had my stuffed animals on it. And, and I taped over it one day. <laughs> I I don't know what I was thinking, but you know, I like I had all this power, you know, and I was like, I gotta tape this Puss in Boots cartoon on Nickelodeon. So I'm gonna take this video. I'm going to record it. So I just re- recorded over a, a family memory. So <laughs> I still feel bad about it. You know, <laughs> big regret there. I'm like, damn it. Puss in Boots was not worth it. it wasn't even Antonio Banderas Puss in Boots, you know? Oof. I know, right? Terrible. Terrible. Kids have no taste. Sorry, I'm eating a very hot chip, so I couldn't laugh. No, that's Fair okay. <laughs> like usual, I insert laugh tracks into this, so. There you go. Oh, good. <laughs> I always I sound like the- on top of my game. The Matlock one, <laughs> where you do the wee, yeah. <laughs> That'll be in one of our best of. I'm I'm doing those right now. I'm getting trying to get the best of. There's a lot of shows to go through, but that's got to be one. I got to find it. I can't remember which episode it was, of course. But we were talking about something dirty, I think, and then I I said what it was, but you were kind enough to edit out what it actually was. <laughs> <laughs> with a <Matlock> sound. <laughs> boo, boo. <laughs> yeah, I'll put some dating game in there maybe for future episodes. Who knows? Oh yeah. There we go. I feel like now that we're um virtual, there's a lot less of inappropriateness than what it was when we were all together. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's it's a little hard to uh, I haven't had to call the cops. Yeah. Right. Bring that through a phone. <laughs> Some days I felt really, really bad about it too. Like, man, that was just shouldn't have done that. I made Josh I cry. Always left, I always left feeling really good. Like my stomach was just hurting. <laughs> you know, like no, after absolutely. you had a good laugh, you're like, okay, absolutely. I feel really like mellow right now. You know. I think the first uh, the first feel of geeks I did with you guys is when we were talking about the down there wipes or something. So yes. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, man, my stomach was hurting so bad when I got done with that. Like, just from laughter. It was just amazing. I still have that uh, You're of a Genius card. You're <laughs> 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 Oh, man. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, well, we're going to do some more uh, fake advertisements coming up and trailers. I just have to write some. And, of course, anyone here, you know, if you have any ideas, throw them my way. And I'll be happy to get them made. I think Bill could pull off a Nick Cage accent. I think that's what I need for my trailer. Oh, yeah. Nice. I think okay. you got a Nick Cage, and yeah. I don't know if you've tried, but... I, I, haven't, I haven't tried that. I think, you I think the it. other night over Snap, Steve and I came up with a really good concept for a book. Oh? Uh, it was all about um, the shit that weighs you down, but it's literally a book about what you ate. We <laughs> <laughs> were just coming up with different uh, different scenarios for that. It was pretty fun. Let's do that. We got to do that. We'll have like an Oprah like oh. interview. You know, you'll be the author or something, and we'll just treat it like serious, right? And just right. So the front me. cover should be like a person on the toilet, like with their hands on their face. <laughs> like like oh boy. <laughs> A 2020 special, 2020 exclusive. I don't know. Yeah. No, we got to get together and do some of that. That'd be fun. We still got the um, Boyagra. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Boy- oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Steve wrote <laughs> two that day. We only did that voice. one. That was fun to put together. That was really fun. Sometimes the stuff, because I was talking to him on Snap the day that that 
came to life as well. And I, I think it was taken from something that was accidentally spelled incorrectly. Oh, okay. And then we just, so some of this stuff just comes about yeah. as we, we say something wrong. And I think that's the best. We just go with it. No, there's a lot of crazy ideas we could totally, totally do. And even like, uh, I want to do Die Hard CVS. That's like another Die Hard movie. But, you know, obviously in CVS. So <laughs> I got to get a Bruce Willis. That's the problem. Like I have to get I, I don't think I can do I can try, but I want to get people that sound kind of like the person. So the Nick Cage one I have, the idea I have is he's a ticket taker at a movie theater and he goes a little overboard when a couple decides to just go in and bypass the line. So he basically gives the guy a heart attack, just screaming at him. So. <laughs> I wrote it out like a long time ago. It's like, oh man, I think this could be cool. But yeah, I gotta, I gotta finalize it, and then I gotta get voices. So, sorry, we got sidetracked, but yeah, uh, no, 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 it's, it's fun to create material. things. That's what this is all about. So, recommendations. I've got to recommend. I think Megan, you're with me here. The Night yeah. Stalker on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Megan, do you want to tell us about that? So I can bring yeah, it. I can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm trying. My tongue's on fire right no, you're now. Fine. I'm fine. Peanut butter. I'm gonna eat a pocky chip. No, I ate, I wish, um, uh, I ate those Dorito Dynamos oh, and I've okay. really discovered, I have, didn't Never have COVID, but I really have, have found that if I'm not in pain when I'm eating, I just, I don't enjoy eating. So, um, <laughs> I've been buying a lot of like really hot stuff. Yeah. Weird. I'm intrigued. Go on. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Yeah. So my mouth is on fire. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about. So the Night Stalker is a, a documentary on Netflix. Super, super good. Uh, it goes into depth about the murders of what you will find out is is Richard Ramirez. So there was oh, okay. this serial killer who kind of terrorized the state of California for a little while, specifically, um, I think, the greater Los Angeles and then the San Francisco Bay Area. Yep. He committed several several mm. uh, murders but not just murders i mean he also and and i must warn you here because it is graphic um i mean he molested children a oh. series of children yeah. as well he let them live um but yeah he was just a terrible terrible human being so it kind of covers the timeline of mm -hmm. of the detectives and and kind of the cases and how they're all linked and and how they ended up eventually catching him. But it does go into detail, and you do get to see images as well on the series. So it's definitely worth watching. Obviously, he's dead, in case anybody wondered. He's not He's not alive. Yeah. Um, so he was sentenced to death, but I, if I remember correctly, he didn't actually die. He died of, of cancer, I yeah. think. Yep. Oh, yeah. I watched that one. That's a good uh, documentary. The Night Stalker? Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good one. And then he had a whole bunch of like ladies hitting on him and all that stuff. Oh, it was bro. gross. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that that's weird? the shittiness of our society of the human race. I guess you'd say, yeah, there's people who idolize these fuckers, and it's sick. In the courtroom, he was, oh my god, they're like flashing him and stuff, sending him letters, pictures. It's almost just... treat like it's almost like treating serial killers like rock stars. Right. It's yeah. it's a it's sickness, really man. Yeah. It's well, and that's that's the problem with Ted Bundy is that mm -hmm. he had such a, a, a suave about him, and he was a decent looking guy. So, you know, that kind of aided to his uh, ability to talk girls into doing things. You mm. know, I like you. 
I think he even yeah. got married when he was in prison or something like that, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Like, can you imagine an uggo coming up to somebody and going, <laughs> hey, uh, you want to help me out? I mean, that, that's just not going to work. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, like Charles Manson, he, yeah, I think he got married in prison uh, at least once. It's a cult-like following. I mean, this dude was, and he's not even, you know, before they caught him, it, you know, there's a buildup. You know, they're trying to find mm-hmm. him, right? And I guess it happened between June 1984 and August 1985. Just a lot of murders and, um, you know, other crimes, of course. What was scary about this dude was he was a home invader, which is like, when you're most vulnerable at night in bed. And I got to tell you, like, after watching this, like, I was, uh, you know, I was I was scared, man. I was, like, at night, I'm, like, checking on the girls and the doors. And I'm, like, fuck, this sucks. Like, <laughs> I just can't imagine. I never want to be in that situation, like, waking up. And it's, like, oh, my God. Because his eyes were so creepy. Like, everyone mm-hmm. recounted the same thing about this guy's eyes. And when they got him, you were, like, oh, my God, this dude. He wore shades in the courtroom a lot. That's probably where he got a lot of fans, maybe, because they couldn't see how fucking creepy he was. I remember there was a a scene in the documentary, just kind of going off of what you said about, you know, he would just sneak in. But um, they had that lady, right? She was the, I don't remember her name, but she was outside in the hot tub with her friends. Yes. And while she's out there enjoying a night with her friends, her neighbor is being raped. And right. and she had no idea until after the fact when she was screaming her name. And it's just like to think that that was going on next door while you were outside mm-hmm. and you just had no idea. And, That's and what's scary about it. Yeah. Victim. You're in a neighborhood and yeah. you're thinking like, if I scream, I got neighbors around me. They're going to hear me. You know, it's not like you're out in the middle of nowhere. But yeah, it's like, yeah, you have people having a good time next door. She was a, a forensics person, I believe she was actually, she did some work on the case. I mean, they were trying to find this guy for a while and her neighbor actually hollered at her. It wasn't even a phone call. And right. yeah. So who knows how window. long she was doing that, but that's just terrifying. Yeah. This dude was seriously a bad, bad dude. He was a Satanist. Always praised Satan. Never, uh, you know, let off that. He never had any remorse for the crimes. It didn't go into his background as much as I kind of hoped. They kind of went into his childhood a, a little, little bit. bit yeah. He yeah, knew was, something was wasn't right. Very, yeah. Yeah. He was kind of groomed to be who he was in a way. Gets under your skin. They charged him with the, the murders, but they did not charge him with uh, the molestations. And it's basically right. because they didn't want to put the kids through it. It was already going to be like two life sentences, I believe, for the murders. So they just foregoed that for the kids' sake because that's just, you know... That's the thing. He let him live, but man, they had to be messed up for the rest of their lives. Or hopefully, they got they got through it. But I just couldn't imagine the the main girl they do talk about or talk to. Seems like she came out of it okay. Like you know, it's in her past, and she was able to kind of just get over it in a way. You know, obviously you're never over it, but you know she seems to be able to function normally. But I imagine the other victims has just got to be, you know, I I can't, I can't imagine. But yeah, his. Weapons of choice were handguns, knives, machete, tire iron, and a hammer. So, it, I like how the documentary is told, though. It's, like, very cinematic in spots. And then they mm-hmm. have some, like, archive footage they throw in. You get to know the detectives and uh, just, you know, the atmosphere, I guess, around. it. What's sad is, it's just kind of like what happened with 9-11. You have 
all these other murders happening in other jurisdictions and they weren't sharing their info because they all wanted to catch the guy. You know, it's like an ego thing. It's like 9-11 when he had, you know, like the FBI wasn't talking to the CIA, so on and so on. It's like the worst game you want to play with this knowledge, but you want the credit. So it's really, it's unfortunate, right? It just happens. But yeah, yeah, that was another thing that really pissed me off watching this. Like, guys, just share your info, man. Get this guy off the streets. There was times where they were so close. Oh, there's a, I don't want to give too much away, but there's a a dentist they they found out he went to Mm -hmm. and they were so damn close to getting this guy. It was just crazy, but it's so worth watching. Even if we spoiled it for everyone listening, go out and watch it. You probably, maybe you've heard of this case before. I I hadn't. My wife, when we were watching it, she thought for sure it was the Golden State Killer because he also went by the Night Stalker, but he's the original Night Stalker. So this is not the same killer. Totally different dude. Wait a minute. Isn't the Golden State Killer the same as the Zodiac Killer? No. Aren't they I the same? I think no, they thought separate. maybe, but so far, to my knowledge anyway, they have not captured the Zodiac Killer. Golden State had a lot of aliases. I do remember that, though, watching Zodiac, thinking like, you know what? You know, this is creepy, right? But they caught the dude, right? And then at the end, they, sh- they show that caption. <laughs> he was never caught. And I was just like, <gasps> Oh, that the Zodiac Killer? Yeah, I, I think... Time to check the girls again. <laughs> I think they had a very good indication of who it was. They just yeah. didn't have anything to convict right. him with. Right, It was unfortunate. And I think they believe he's dead now. Yeah. Yeah, if he, if he was alive, he'd be like in his late 90s or something like that. But they even like... Speaking of that, they there was a cipher that he... Like, he used to send ciphers to like the newspapers and stuff like that. And there was one like what was it two three weeks ago something like that they just oh yes the the zodiac yep they did it's just crazy how like you know you think if we had the technology we do today like back then we would have caught so many of these like you don't hear about a serial killer in you know 21st century anymore no right dna right get the guy right away exactly yeah yeah you think you just run it through a computer and it'd just be like here's your guy or girl whoever yeah, that's insane. But yeah, check this out. It's, it's worth your time. Um, four or five episodes, maybe? I can't remember. But yeah, we finished it They're in two longer. nights. Yeah. Yes, a little long. An hour long, I think, maybe, each episode or so. Totally worth the time. Just, you know, get some knowledge about these psychopaths and lock your damn door at night. <laughs> my wife was like, my wife was like, I grew up on the east side. We left our doors unlocked. I'm like... I don't get that. Are you crazy? Lock them at yeah. night, at least. Like, come on. Like, what the hell? Well, What's the point? What, you wanna, you wanna talk about uh, scary? Um, I don't know if you guys have ever, I, and you can't. I don't think you can find it anywhere, but except for YouTube. Um, have you ever heard the stories of the Iceman, Richard? Klinsky? Yes. No. I actually, yeah, I actually just, uh, just listened to like part of his interview. Yeah, day. it's like two hours long. And he did die, I think, of cancer himself as well. He actually worked for the mob. Um, but before that, he uh, he kind of had an interesting life. Like, his dad was really bad to him and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the gamut. And then, so he had a real short fuse. And if you pissed him off, he'd kill you. Um, there wasn't, mm-hmm. like, a, I'm sorry or anything. He did admit to one time actually feeling bad about somebody they killed. But then after that, he's like, nah, you know, it mm-hmm. happened. I don't know if you heard this part, Bill. It was the one where he's like, 
you know what? I'll give you 30 minutes uh, to pray to God, and if he changes the circumstances, I won't kill you. Yes. He's like, yeah. 30 minutes, I came back later, and I killed him. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, I guess God didn't come. <laughs> Wasn't Michael Shannon in a movie called The Iceman? Was that, it had anything to do with it? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It was it was an adaptation of it, but they took a lot of liberties with mm, it. Like it was, it was more of like a fictional kind of gotcha. retelling. Gotcha. Based but on true events. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, of course, he always told this story like, "Oh, I've killed upwards of like 200 people. I killed John Gotti." Like there was, he made all kinds of claims that he could mm. never that could never actually be like right. proven. He's probably having I fun think, with like, the cops. Yeah, I think like all said and done, he killed like 15 people. Or Jesus. Something like that. Yeah, he was. He, he said in one of them, like, he had to go kill somebody, like, on Christmas Eve. And he's like, he came back home, and then he went to start putting his kids' toys. Like, the only people that he wouldn't mess with was his family. And if you messed with his family, then, of course, he'd come after you. But um, mm. I think a part of the way, or a part of the reason on how he was so successful is that um, he, he had a hiding spot where he just dumped the bodies. And mm. then... And then rats and other things would like from nature would come in and dispose of his evidence. So he really didn't have to worry about disposing of anything because nature just took it. Sure. Jesus. Yeah. It was it was Damn. really messed up. Man, it's it's weird to listen to him talk and, and, and talk about all that stuff. And he's like, So once you got done, you know, what was the, the worst part of your day after that thing or after Christmas Eve? He's like, I was just pissed I couldn't get the wagon put together. <laughs> yeah. Wow, this guy could dissociate like no other. It was chilling to see just how disconnected this guy was from. I mean, you you look at his like upbringing and stuff like that. That's probably what contributed to a lot of it. He just didn't care. Did you Did you get to the part where he had to kill some guy like at a gay club or something like that? Yeah, I think so. And he's he he had to find a way to and so he like dressed up in the loudest clothes that he could find and all that stuff and went dancing on the floor and then he had a syringe full of heart attack juice he said and the, the doctor yeah. goes what was in that syringe he goes a heart attack <laughs> well forgive me what where's this at this documentary yeah if you if you type in the the Iceman interview on YouTube sure. you'll find it um there's a couple different ones on there I mean. There's like different sections you can watch, or you can watch the entire thing. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Mitch, isn't it like two and a half hours long or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Like the whole interview. Super it's interesting. It's really good though. Make yourself feel but good about your uh, own psyche. It's intriguing though, because like at the end they have a the guy that's interviewing him is a psychologist, and uh, he's like, you know what? At this point in the interview, I'm going to ask you questions. Like, what do you think drove me to do this? And he kind of goes through this whole thing of like you know how his upbringing and everything like that like yeah. disassociated him from everything and just yeah. like it's it's really interesting especially if you have kind of a morbid curiosity like i do right i, mean, I like to right. i like to watch all these documentaries and stuff i think it was originally on hbo i found it called the iceman tapes and it's on Ooh, hbo yeah. i don't okay. know if it is anymore oh, cool. but it was it's it looks like it was at one point in time they actually wrote a book too it's um it's called the iceman it's a it's a big book, but it's really really good. That's crazy. Something yeah. else to watch. <laughs> it yeah. freaks me out. <laughs> well, that that won't freak you out as much because you had to piss them off. Or you oh had to sure. Do something. Right, right. So this wasn't like just premeditated. This was just right, right. You know, either you had a contract on your head or, or yeah, uh, exactly. You know, 
Yeah, I mean, that's what's scary about the Night Stalker is like, yeah, he just randomly picked someone. There was no reason. He just, hey, walked by this house and I'll just go in here and do this thing. And if that goes south like it did, I'm going to go down the street, a couple blocks, whatever, and do it. Do it again. Try it. They did an interview with the uh, BK killer as well. Oh, yes. To talk a little bit about like how he messed up on his first couple of of uh, murders and and just why he did it and how he picked his victims and is that the guy who drove oh. the truck the semi truck yes yes there's uh, a great podcast I on that no if he drove the semi truck he did drive a I think it was a utility okay van. maybe I'm thinking of something else I'm probably am yeah but still that's I think he was an electrician if I remember correctly I'll have to go back and look but he uh, also had a family and he had a daughter. And, you know, he didn't do anything with them. I mean, he lived sure. a normal life outside of uh, his killing. I think mm. that would mess me up for life. Oh, yeah. Like, the podcast I listened to, it's probably about a different killer. He drove a semi-truck. But, yeah, the daughter's just, she, you know, it's messed her up a great deal, obviously. Yeah. It was the BTK killer, not the BK killer. Okay. Not the Burger King <laughs> killer. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know Mitch likes a good Whopper, so... I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a few calls here. Who is it? You want a free Whopper or what? Sure. <laughs> Why'd you kill him? Well, he gave me a free Whopper. I wanted to thank him. What's wrong with that? Yes. Well, if uh, people listening are fans of these type of things, serial killer documentaries and so on, we actually did an episode on the Iowa hotel murders. Mitch was on that. Yeah. It's under the Super Unknown podcast under our network here. Super, super good episode we did there. Creepy. And yeah, check that out. I'll probably put the link in the show notes here. So yeah, moving on. Uh, WandaVision, everyone. It finally premiered. We've got three episodes for now. What did you guys think? First episode kind of was a little slow at first. But I I think that was kind of intentional. Mm Mm-hmm kind of lull you into a false sense of security a little bit um i think that uh each subsequent episode so far has been like you know it's one of those shows you really have to pay attention to it's there's a lot of little easter eggs thrown in there um the commercials they do like they're, (laughs) they're really subtle yes but you know if you're not like a if you haven't been like following the mcu since you know iron man Yes. Yeah. Much. It's you're gonna miss out on stuff. So it pays to have a little bit of background going into it. But I think the further they get into it, the more intriguing I'm finding it. Yes. Yeah. I'm hoping there's a big payoff. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Which I'm okay with because it's a show. It's building up something. You know, I know a lot of people weren't fans of the at least the first two episodes, but I just, I know it's something's going on. It's bigger than this. This is kind of like an illusion. I do like how, you know, it does uh, a good job at making it like a classic, uh, classic fifties sitcom, right? Like the song, the premise is very bewitched. Like it, it like, it's like something that could actually exist back in the fifties, if you will, if they thought of it, you know, uh, you know, yeah. she's married to a robot. <laughs> But yeah, like throwing those Easter eggs in there and slight hints, like there's a tone shift, right? When they have the couple over for dinner. Each episode is a different sitcom. I don't know if you noticed yes. that. So yep. like the mm-hmm. first one was Fifth. Bewitched. Yeah. So, or no, the first one was uh, the Dick Van Dyke show. 
then the second one was Bewitched, and I, I can't remember what this next... I haven't seen the third one, I apologize. It's just but... more 70s. So okay, I think so, I think they went 50s, 60s, 70s, I think, with their... Um... And, and at one point, they will go Roseanne, I know. Um, yeah, 80s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's coming it's, up. It's, it, it's interesting in how they do that. Um, but what's what I find more intriguing is not so much the episode itself. It's like after the episode, something happens. Like mm-hmm. the last the last bit of the second episode when she goes no and then everything rewinds that's going to tell us a lot more than the entire episode episode itself. two you're talking about yeah, right i was totally yeah. confused by that but yeah <laughs> this is somehow going to tie into ant-man and um the quantum realm i have a feeling because yes remember loki goes into the quantum realm and then that's how they're able to time travel yes so something's going to tie this together that way because you have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, I believe, happening. Right. She's going to be in it, Scarlet Witch. So this sets, I think this is going to set up the next phase in a, a big way. And yeah. that's another reason why I, I forgive any of it lacking, I guess. Like, honestly, I'm entertained by what I'm watching. I just, I think it's very, um, very artsy, you know, what they're doing, you know, retro. But same time, like there's a bigger story happening. It's all for a reason. Let's say I, I hope so anyway, yes. right? Um, People need to be patient. They need to yes. uh, like. Yeah. You remember how we all groaned and moaned when we didn't see Daredevil's costume until like the last episode? Yeah. That's yeah. what this is doing. Which we fell more in it's love, a... I think, with the black costume, which is funny. It's just a simple <laughs> dread pirate right. costume-like thing. Well, and... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like if we. Um... I don't know, I kind of look at it like, you know, Spider-Man had his, like, homemade costume when Tony Stark found him. Right. I think if we would have went through an entire movie of that and then finally got the iconic, you mm-hmm. know, red and blue suit, we would have been a little more impressed. You know, it would have been like, oh, hey, this is, your patience has been rewarded. So I think it's kind of the same thing with this. Right. Yeah, um, exactly. The The show itself is a very slow burn. It's a lot to cram into... 30 minutes but i almost think that that's like the perfect amount of time for it yeah yeah because i think if it went beyond that i'd just get bored it's like it's like a sitcom time frame you know yeah 30 minutes i I like what they're doing i and a lot of people are like god this is so slow i like it because it is entertaining i mean the shows the the episodes are funny but what's fun is now the little nest eggs that they throw into each episode giving you a bigger picture trying to solve the riddle you know, yeah, like the advertisements, you got Stark Industries with the toaster. And I did watch a clip on that because I didn't pick it up myself. But the toaster basically is vision. It has, you know, like eyes and then a light on the forehead of it, sort of like if you oh, go no back kid. and yeah, just little. Thankfully, that's what YouTube's great with is a lot of other people do the work for you. So you just watch the videos and then you're like, oh, my God, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, they got like Hydra Soak. That's like a, a bath powder, I believe. Um Sword, the yes. sword agents that that symbol we're seeing. It's a, I think it's an upside down sword, or maybe yeah. vice versa. That is a sentient world observation and response department. That's what it, a sword means, and they deal with extraterrestrial threats. So they're a space based counterpart to Shield. I almost wondered if that's what they weren't going towards with like Nick Fury being in space. Yeah, that could tie into that, you know, right? As like. Now Shield's dead, you mm-hmm. know, so it's kind of like they need something else. And now after, you know, Thanos arrived on Earth and snapped his fingers and 
yeah all that stuff it's like well the threats are even bigger than we thought so the idea and i think a lot of us i think a lot of us think the same thing maybe this is all made from wanda she her psyche Mm -hmm. pretty much possibly couldn't handle the loss of vision you know, because she had five years off, but she, they were all, they just disappeared, you know, from the blip. They didn't live those five years. So she's now accepting, well, not, probably not accepting Vision's death after the events in Infinity War. So, yeah, I think she created this universe in a way, but maybe with some assistance, maybe it's made to bury her power abilities because it's harming things. I'm not sure, but. Yeah, there's. I think that's kind of the gist of it. This is a fictional world, and all the people in it are like agents of sword or something else. Possibly. Now I understand. Why didn't you tell me that earlier? When I was like, I'm confused. I don't understand what's going on. What world are they? I was just saving it for the show. Well, (laughs) to backtrack a little bit, Megan, you you weren't too impressed with the show, right? But it's because you you don't know the characters. Right, I didn't understand what was going on. Right, so and I've like, seen the movies, but I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think I follow it to the extent that you guys do, and so I was very sure. lost. Yeah, which is interesting though, because I, it's nice to get someone's perspective outside of knowing the characters, right? Like, could this function on its own? Clearly, with Megan, it didn't, but I could see my mom liking it. You know, if she actually thought it was a sitcom, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of buildup, and I think that's what's happening. There's, there's a rumored. It might actually be true. There's a deleted scene, I think, in Endgame, maybe, that sets up WandaVision. And, of course, it's never been shown. But I I think she breaks into wherever Vision's body is being stored. And she attempts to, to bring him back, possibly. And maybe this reality is created to kind of, I don't know, yeah. make it happen. I'm not sure. Like, Vision... It's funny how they they function normally until they're like asked simple questions like where'd you guys move from you know that's when that that tonal shift happened right and yeah. and then the the dude choked and then she breaks and says vision help him I like those moments like the second episode I believe the the lady breaks the glass and it's in black and white still but you see the red blood and then on the intercom you've got you've got the agent from Ant-Man and the Wasp, I forgot his name, but he he's in the show later on. He's breaking through that intercom saying, Wanda, uh, who did this to, this to you? Yeah, yeah, who's doing this to you? So, yeah, there's a lot think, of setup. I think there's a good payoff. I, I, I'm hoping anyway, but I will say it's refreshing to see Marvel extremist bitch about the show. <laughs> you know? Well, and, and the thing you have to look at, too, is like every episode deals with a part of Wanda's past. That she's maybe trying yes. to reconcile. Right. Um, you know, episode two, you get the the watch that says Strucker, who's the guy who made her, basically. Right. Out of the um, um the what stone were they made from? I'm sorry. The mind the yes. mind stone. Right. Loki's scepter or whatever. Her and her brother. Um, yep. And then episode three, it's like, What about your brother Pietro? That's like Yes. Okay. What? That was a tone shift. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? <laughs> um, but I get um, I get Pleasantville vibes yes, out of this show for sure, which I really like. It's like, you know, it's you've got this pristine black and white facade of like the perfect American family, and then like something breaks, and then it like catches your attention, and then mm-hmm. everyone just kind of pretends it didn't happen. Right. 
Yeah, and I don't know the actress's name, but the first episode, that's the mom from that 70s show. She's a very good actress. Yeah. Um, God, I can't think of her name. I can't either, but she's she's very good comedic actress. And yeah. it's, it's really jarring to see her break tone, right? She's like, you know, because she's telling her husband to stop it. He's cho- clearly choking, and she's... Um, She's, you know, just casually stop it, stop, and then she gets serious about it, but she's still smiling. It's creepy. It just has that cool little touch to it, and I I really um, uh, applaud Disney for trying this out, right? Because it's it's kind of dark, some of it, you know, and there is theories that Wanda made that dude choke, maybe because he was pressing them uh, about their past, which... Yeah, they're all kind of like in a a daze, if you will. Like, it it doesn't seem like she knows what's going on, you know? She... It's kind of like her memory was wiped or something. The thing, like, I have a little theory about why it's set up the way it is. Yeah. So Wanda comes from Sokovia, which is kind of like a third world country, kind of. You know, they don't have, like, the same advantages that America does, maybe. If you go to, like, a third world country that is just kind of catching up with the rest of the world. Exactly. She might have grown up like watching stuff like I Love Lucy and thinking it was like modern television. Right. Yeah. Yep. So that's why she's using this as like a. I think Wanda's doing more of it than anybody else is. Right. Yep. Um, but it's being monitored, or like she's in a coma, like trying to. They're trying to like contain her powers or something like that. My other theory on it is that if you look at the, I kind of went back and researched a little bit of like Scarlet Witch, the character. Yeah. And I think Agnes is supposed to be uh, Catherine Hahn's character. I think she's supposed to be Agatha Harkness. Okay. In the comics. Who is that? And Agatha Harkness is like a, she's like this old witch that was from the Salem witch trials. Ooh. That that helps her develop her whatever hex powers or oh, whatever sure, they're sure. called. Um, so that she doesn't just like flip out and destroy the entire world. Right. And it's uh, uh, interesting. I, I think maybe that's part of it because you're, you know, you're going into like, once this is done, we're going to go into Dr. Strange. We're going to go into mm-hmm. Spider-Man. We're going to go into Shang-Chi. We're going to go into, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I think it's going to have like, there's going to be something that seems subtle at first, but it's going to have a ripple effect. Right. Can we and, talk about for a minute who Geraldine is? Because I don't know who that and why that whole little conversation happened with with Vision outside and almost like they were warning mm-hmm. him. I, I'm confused. I think she might be like a plant, like kind of put mm-hmm. in there, like an agent, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. like put in there to be like kind of monitor the whole thing. Well, like, so oh, why, maybe would they, I'll... why would they warn him? Maybe they want the simulation to stop. Well, maybe he's the only one that can stop it. Like he can stop oh. her. I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, there's so much mystery. I, I'm sure there's a payoff. This had to be crafted, right? I mean, since Disney Plus premiered, this was a show that was teased to us. So I'm sure, I'm sure the reveal is going to be fantastic. I, I really uh, have high hopes for that. I hope so, anyway, right? But yeah, there's a lot of well, in- intrigue there and stuff. Well, and even if you look at the Loki trailer, um, yes, there's Owen Wilson's character in that. He like runs a. I can't remember what he called it now, but it's like a kind of like a paranormal right. activity kind of yep. group. So maybe they're the ones that are monitoring Wanda. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's all connected. I mean, yeah. yeah. I love I this. Know. This is like, this gives them plenty of room to set up things. And then when you get the movie, 
you already know. They didn't have to make you. They didn't have to make all these movies to catch you up, right? Like you just watch these yeah. shows, and then it sets up so much. And I, I really think that's genius. Paul Bentley, man, he's come a long way since The Night's Tale, right? I mean, he's a great actor. Oh, great as the Vision. I'm, I'm so happy. He actually thought he was getting fired. I don't know if you heard the story. They pulled him into the office before WandaVision was a thing. And he thought for sure he was going to get fired. He's like, well, guys, um, thank you. I, you know, it was a great run. And they're like, you're quitting? And he's like, uh, aren't you firing me? And he's like, no, <laughs> WandaVision. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's had a, luck, a lot of luck with his character. Like, I remember when they did Age of Ultron, his agent literally just told him he was like his career was finished. And he I think he went outside. He was sitting on a bench just kind of taking it in like, man, it's over. And then he gets a call from Joss Whedon for vision. So yeah. that just was planted on him and it saved him, saved his career. But yeah, Catherine Hahn, great talent. You know, she's from Step Brothers, Bad Moms. She's just eating up the scenery in a good way, you know, her character. I love her. Yeah, she's yeah, so great. Like I have you... to say, I, I love her doing dramatic yeah. roles yep, more she's... than I do love her comedic stuff. Like, when she was in, uh, what is that, the the horror movie where they go to the the grandparents' house. I can't think of what it's mm, called now. I can't like, either. Can you get into the oven to clean it? Like that. Um. I can't think of what that's called, but she was really good in that. Yeah. Like, that was the first time I saw her in like a role where she wasn't just being goofy. Sure. So I think, you know, I really like her as an actress. I think she's going to have like a bigger role in this coming forward. But Yeah. Especially, you know, if what you said is true, you know, I, I could definitely see that. I think there's a lot of setup. There's talk about some, um, I might pronounce it wrong. Um, Mephisto. It's a, it's Marvel's own devil their version of the devil. Yeah. So yeah it's an extra dimensional demon. And the, a lot of people think uh, Dottie might be that that's the blonde lady. She had to impress for the fundraiser. You know, she kind of oh, has right. like an evil look to her. So, you know, right. I think there's a lot of things happening in this. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm sure the payoff will be great. Going back to uh, Geraldine, it's been confirmed that this is, this is Monica Rambeau grown up. This is the, the little girl from Captain Marvel that was um, oh, wow. Mar Captain Marvel's best friend. So she actually is Captain Marvel, possibly the new one, because that, that is a comic book storyline. Or maybe she's coming into her own. I'm not sure. But yeah, that's the daughter grown up. And so, yeah, wow. she's okay. her getting kicked out of the realm or whatever the hell it is. The dome <laughs> was interesting, right? Because yeah. there's another take of that scene where she grills her about, like, how'd you know about my brother, whatever. I don't know if you caught this, like, in the trailer, but she said, Wanda asks her, like, who are you or something? And she goes, I don't know. But they took that out, yeah. I noticed. So they just, it was probably just a misdirect. Because they, they have a history of doing that with their trailers, which is, is fine, you know. Um, you don't have to predict everything. But, but yeah, this is, this is exciting. I think this is going to set up so much more for us. I do think... I know they did like a Q&A, all of them, the cast. Benjamin Cumberbatch was in that. So I wonder if he's going to appear at the end, maybe. And that's how you get into his movie and so on. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm enjoying it. I think people just need to be patient. And, of course, yeah, like if you don't know the characters that well, uh, I think Megan, maybe. Maybe we've turned her around. She's She now likes the show. I don't know. <laughs> It makes a lot more sense now. I'm right. gonna have to go back and rewatch it, knowing what I know now. Sure, but I was I was interested in your original thoughts because I was like, yeah, could this work just on its own? Like, okay, what, I don't know what's going on, but 
And what Bill said, yeah, about the old programming in her country, like, yeah, I think that's definitely something that's going on. That's what she was raised with. So we're just going into the order of things, how she watched things or whatnot. So I do like how they're they're having fun with that. And there's there's a rumor they're going to do a full house wink or nod, which will be funny. That'd be funny if her sisters actually make an appearance. <laughs> I think she actually did an interview on that. And she was yeah. like, no, they're not going to be part of it. No, they're like totally retired. I'm sure they were offered a yeah. lot of money to do Fuller House. But who, who knew she was going to be the Olsen that broke through, right? Made like it. she's dramatic. She's funny. Yeah, she's just I never like, never knew of her. That's a huge that's a huge family too. I think they've got like three brothers too or something like that. In the business? No, like I don't think Oh, just in just in general. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she I think she's the oldest, right? She's or she's older than the twins, right? She she's older than the twins. I don't think she's the oldest in the right. family. I was going to ask that if what where she fell in that she had to she had to go through all of them their popularity and then she finally got her own. <laughs> Pretty cool. I think at like one somebody point... got the better end of the stick though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they don't look healthy. I mean, I th- those kids. I think at one point she was going to like get into acting as a child and then she saw what it was doing to her sisters and she's Probably. like, "No, I'll do this after I go to college." And yeah, who knows what you know. dark shit they went through? I mean, that's what's sad about child actors. Like, it's just so much. So much behind the scenes crap we never see, and yeah. yeah, it's it's terrible. But I don't know. The Harry Potter kids seem to turn out okay. Yeah, I guess <laughs> yeah. so. Well, they're wizards, so they protect themselves. It's very true. They're very authentic with their casting decisions. <laughs> <laughs> but side note, uh, Chris Evans may be returning as Captain America. What do we think about that? Are you ready for him to come back? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> I, and I don't, I don't want to say like, no, because I hate him as an actor or I hate him as a, as Captain America, but I think like they gave him a good send off Yeah. in Endgame, And I think they need to keep it that way. Sure. Sure. I see. But definitely like, I don't want it. I don't want it to be retconned like, ah, ha ha. Just kidding. <laughs> it was like, a suit. Now, like there's. There's now, you know, two yeah. Captain Americas. Like, there's the young one and there's the old one that got to live his life. Yeah, right. Know. That's Well, that's the theory is, like, he... The only way they could do it, I think, to make it mean something, right? The sacrifice yeah. is make it a period comeback. Like, he, you show him coexisting. Well, not really coexisting, but he's married to Peggy and stuff, has a family, but he also still works for shield. It would be interesting to see an aging captain America, right? Just like going through yeah. other historical events. And maybe that would be our way into seeing more Nick Fury and the uh, howling commandos in a way. And then, you know, basically when cap arrives again, he kind of just goes in seclusion a little bit, you know, cause he doesn't want him to know my alter what, what he did in the end, you know, cause there is rumors. Well, it's probably it's fan fiction, obviously, but the funeral, I guess you could maybe spot him. I doubt they they thought that far in advance, but who knows? I yeah. mean, Kevin Feige, he's pretty genius, but um, uh, yeah, I think that's the only way they could really do it, right? Unless they cloned him or something. But you still have the Falcon and Winter Soldier show, so I think doing it in the past is makes the most sense to me, anyway. Yeah. I think it'd be very interesting. Big budget, right? Because you have to make it look, you know. But you could explore more about Hydra. Or uh, other things that just they didn't have time to to do or touch upon. 
what about the rest of you? Are you excited about Evan's return? I I will be, but I I need to know if he's actually returning. I mean, you know, he said that's news to me, but you know, then again, that's how they play those things. Yeah, so we'll they haven't they haven't stopped backing the trucks up to his house, so he might say yes anytime. Yeah, just dumping cash. I mean, I know his one complaint was the helmet was always like cutting into his head a little bit, and so he didn't like to do that. But you know, outside of that. I, I don't see why he wouldn't return. I mean, it's a cash cow. Mm. You know, I mean, look at the roles that he got before that. Did he have very many memorable roles? Johnny Probably Storm, not. Fantastic Four, uh, not another teen movie. Yeah, but I mean, they were all, I mean, they were all kind of campy. Kind of, yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. When they first cast him as Captain America, I was like, oh, no, no. Because I'm thinking Jackass from... Uh, Fantastic Four, you know, just that personality, but he really proves he he's a good actor, and he, right. he totally played it straight, and I love I love that, you know. I thought that was when I was like relieved. I was like, good, he's treating us like totally different, and it, it shows and it was, pays off. Was he the one that everybody got upset about that you can't play two superheroes? Maybe I don't. Probably yeah, probably was. But, you know, it was Marvel Studios versus, like, you know, the other Marvel movies done outside of all that. It was basically, like, when Kevin Feige was attempting, or he was making all these all these 2000 films, you know, like X-Men and so on. He had part in it, and he just basically learned, you know, the what was right to do and what was wrong to do. And he just adapted that for the Marvel Studios, because they, they regained some of the characters to make their own movies. He basically learned from those other films. Yeah, like I said, do a period piece, Captain America. I think that'd be really cool. Ditch the mask, you know? He could just wear a like a black shield suit thing and, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot they can do with it, but there's a lot of possibility. So um, I think he'd come back for the right reasons, though. I don't think he would tarnish. He said before he didn't want to tarnish how they left off the character. So, you know, it must be a hell of an idea for him to want to come back. Not, not to say his career's like, you know, suffering or anything you know he did knives out and he got to got to play a jackass again that was fun you know i think he had a lot of fun with that part yeah sold some sweaters a lot of people like that sweater you wore but kind of like my wheel like just as we've been talking about this my wheels have been kind of turning a little bit it's like when he went when he went back in time and end game and like decided to have this life with peggy Mm -hmm. and everything is that does that mean that like the the original captain america is still yeah. in the ice somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. And there's there's a thought that she was always married to him. He never saw her husband, I don't think. And so he probably always was there. It just was quiet, you know, for certain reasons or obvious reasons, I guess you'd say. But yeah, that's kind of an intriguing thing. Like you could maybe he makes a journey up there in the snowmobile and he's like, "Yeah, I'm right there." Right there. He maybe <laughs> maybe he talks to himself. He's like, Oh boy, Steve, this world's crazy. Uh, you know that would be kind of a cool dynamic. Or they could just follow his journey on returning all the stones. Right? He could see Red Skull yeah. again. Maybe some shit goes down. That would be kind of cool. I don't know. I mean, that's that's gotta take know, him I, a long time to do. So. Yeah, I, I could see that being like a a one shot thing they do on like Disney Plus or something. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, just different things. I think it would mm-hmm. be kind of cool just to like, sure, maybe do like part of the what if story like that or something like that oh sure know. yeah i know they have one for peggy carter 
she's she's Captain Britain yeah. instead of Steve. Yeah, yeah, like that's been teased since Disney Plus launched. And I think obviously the pandemic halted a lot of that stuff. It's nice we're finally well, getting WandaVision and you know, it's a good payoff. Yeah, it's uh it's easier to do I mean with the pandemic it's easier to do live action than it is to do animation. Yeah. I mean, you have to, right, of you, course. Know, you have to have everybody there animating and do the voice acting and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, just get a good record set up and you can do it. Yeah. Just get Tom Cruise to, you know, oversee all these productions. He'll get everyone in line. I, you know, I applaud him though. Cause he's a, produ- <laughs> he is a producer. He is a multitasker. Yeah. Yes. You know, he's crazy, but I think he was, I think he was right to do what he did because it's like, Hey, you get this thing shut down, our industry is probably dead for who knows when, you know, how long. Like, yeah. I, I get it. There's a lot on the line. Those movies are huge, by the way, that he does. And shit, if I have to go fly in space and then deal with this, like, I'd be mad too. Like, I don't know if he's doing that in the next movie, but let's face it, he keeps pushing the damn boundaries as he gets older. Yeah. Like, he's going to have a freaking heart attack. I just see it coming. But yeah. yeah. Tom Cruise, everybody. Thank you. Um, so let's get on to trailers. Cherry. I don't know if everyone's seen this. I know Bill and I have. Uh, Bill, give us your thoughts. Um, so it it looks like a little more of a psychological type of role for Tom Holland. He kind of seems like he's conflicted and like fighting himself and kind of has some internal conflict, but it looks really good. Um, it looks really well done. I think it's going to be a more dramatic role for him. He's not going to be the, gee, Mr. Stark kind of guy. <laughs> No, it looks really good. Looks really um like he's gonna deal with a lot of issues mm-hmm. in it. Um I don't know. It, it's hard to describe to people who haven't seen it. Like uh, you really have to watch the trailer to kinda get where I'm going from. I think it's gonna be a really good movie. Yeah. I didn't even know about the film until I saw the, the hype for it. And it's a Russo Brothers film, which is like, Oh, that's that's cool. They're really, you know, talented obviously. This is something outside of the Marvel films. But yeah, it stars Tom Holland. Yeah, he's he's seen some shit, let's just say, and yeah, he's uh, he's suffering from uh, PTS, and uh, yeah, he's like a bank robber. And he's addicted to drugs, and then you know he's got he's got debt, and looks like he's got a girl. It's a dramatic piece, obviously, but the way it's tell, it looks kind of like a Pain and Gain in a way. You know, how Pain yeah. and Gain was made. It was like it was entertaining, right? It wasn't just dour. It was like, yeah, these guys are into some serious bad shit, but. There's some funny back and forths and, you know, incidences where, you know, you're like, ah, this is funny, you know, or that was a cool action scene for some reason. (laughs) Pain and Gain actually, I think, was a good Michael Bay film. Like, you know, there's no explosions, I don't think. So it kind of reminded me of that in a way. But it's it's got more uh, artistry to it, I guess you could say, especially by the trailer, just the look and everything of it looks great. I think maybe he'll get a nomination for it. I don't know. I mean, he's very talented actor. He's been doing, he's been acting for a long time. I don't know if anyone's seen The Impossible. He was in that. He was a little kid. Oh, man. That's an intense that was a movie. That movie. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. That just made he was you. Like, he was like 10 years old when he made that. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. I mean, yeah. he played, well, he played like a 10-year-old kid. And right. I don't know if he was actually 10, but. He's 20. It was like, I think he, I think he stole the show from Ewan McGregor in that movie. Like, yeah, honestly, I thought he was a better. Act- I mean, not a better actor. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Better he has a, s- a certain appeal. Yeah. And that's about the. Um, oh, gosh. What year was that? That's big tsunami. That. Oh, gosh. 2008. Was it eight? Yeah. I think so. The movie's intense. 
It's just holy shit. There's some there's some scenes I can't. Oh, I just cringe watching. Like uh, when Naomi, Naomi Watts, she's the mother. I think Tom Holland discovers it, but they're walking in the water, and she's got that open wound on her leg. <laughs> it's so yeah. bad. Oh. <laughs> uh. Anyway, check that out. It's uh it's really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Cherry, yeah, looks great. Uh, CW dropped a trailer for Superman and Lois. Got to say, I'm not. I haven't really been a big CW fan for a long time. Just you know, it started oh. getting very formulaic kind of like a merge letter you know mail merge letter it's just like you know insert here da 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 you know instead of the arrow it's the flash and there you go they all have a team and you know all that stuff so this actually looks really good it looks like it's shot well it looks totally different tone wise yeah i would say it's a different um it's a different perspective of lois and clark that we've seen before like yep. they have two teenage boys. Mm-hmm. They're living in Smallville. They're, I don't know. It it looks really good. It looks a little bit dark mm-hmm. in some some respects, but um, something different. Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah. Um, when it comes to CW, I'm very like, <laughs> I used to like Smallville, like the first mm-hmm. couple of seasons, and then it was just like, oh my god, you're doing way too much, way too fast. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but I've never been a fan of like the Flash verse, Arrow verse, Supergirl verse, any of that. Yeah, garbage. I just, it's way too campy for me, and I can't get into it. But this <laughs> is something I might actually get into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you could do a a best of with those shows and get some good material out of it. But yeah, there's just so yeah. many filler episodes, and yeah, I just think uh, I gotta say something related to Supergirl. I don't know if you guys agree or have seen John Cryer as Lex Luthor. I was not a fan of that casting, but I got to say, I think he's done a really good job as Lex Luthor. It's just my opinion. I never would have picked him, but maybe it's the beard. I don't know. It it changes it up a little bit, but I don't know. What are your thoughts? (laughs) Maybe they'll recast Lex for this one. I don't know. I'm still... I, maybe I'm just overly nostalgic, but I'm still stuck on the uh, the Smallville Lex Luthor. Sure. Yeah. I thought he was like one of the best ones they did. Yeah, they couldn't um, get him to come back <laughs> for that but, uh, crossover. Uh, no, he's he's still a better better Lex Luthor than Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> Boys! Like, I think we can all agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Joey, Joey doesn't, but... <laughs> and Steve met him, so he's probably changed his mind on his performance. I don't know. Yeah, that was just too goofy, but... Maybe he got grounded after the uh, whole BVS thing. It looks like it anyway in the Justice League trailer or the uh, teaser we got. That probably will never happen. <laughs> They're going to build their own team. I wonder what they'll do, if they'll bring Cryer in this or not. Uh, Tyler Hochlin, I think that's his name. Uh, he's playing Superman, Clark Kent. He's actually the boy from Road to Perdition. I don't know if you remember that film. Oh, wow. Yeah, I discovered that last year, I think. And I was like, oh, my God, that's him. He's all grown up. I feel old. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I feel old, and I'm still younger than all yeah. y'all. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's pretty cool. He's Superman. I think he pulls it off pretty well. Uh, you know, he's got he's got a five o'clock shadow now. They've changed his look a little bit. Kind of cool. That's kind of in, right? You got the Batman with the five o'clock shadow now. You know, just uh, I, you know, I guess they don't have razors much or. <laughs> his hair's like steel he can't he can't shave that often i don't know but they he got a new super suit i think it looks great what are your thoughts on that yeah i mean it's not it's not like uh 
the BBS Superman mm-hmm. suit, and it's not quite like the you know underwear over the tights yeah. kind of suit, but it's it's somewhere in between. I think it's a good sure good medium between the two. I like it. And, it looks uh, really good. Yeah. They always gotta pick a man with a chiseled jaw, don't they? Yeah. I mean, he's that guy's got jawline for days. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you get like surgery, and then they. <laughs> <laughs> you got the well, part, but you got to make your jaw bigger. So, as long as they don't, you know, Here's CGI his face to remove a mustache, then we're good. <laughs> yeah. The whole teenage son dynamic is really interesting. The the two boys and yeah, it looks like they discover he's Superman in this trailer. Like they didn't know he lifts that truck up, yeah. and they're like, "Holy shit!" They're yeah. probably like, "I'm going out tonight, Dad." He's like, "No, you're not." He lifts the damn Does that truck mean up. that his children like are part? Part something, like human? Part you mean? Or, part yeah, like part human parts. The part rumor humor. is the rumor <laughs> is that one of them has powers and the other does not. I don't know if that's true, but that would be interesting. Maybe one's like a hell of a writer, just like Lois, and yeah, it kind of. I don't know if um, kind of squashes that theory Mallrats had about Superman and Lois having a baby. <laughs> or no, it was something else. Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, Lois is played by Elizabeth Tolock. Uh, I think she looks she looks at the part. You know, there's a yeah. There's a lot of good imagery in this trailer, like them getting married, returning to Smallville. They got the Kent mailbox. It's a classic thing we've seen before. Looks good. Uh, yeah, I'm falling for it. Obviously, it's probably gonna end up being a CW like thing. But I hope they just well, change think- it. You know, change it up. I think if I caught this in the trailer, and granted, I've never seen the like Supergirl and all that stuff, but are Jonathan and Martha already dead? Yes. So he never had yes. a heart attack okay. or got, got sucked up in a tornado when he could Thank have saved them. <laughs> don't have to do another, you know, my parents are dead. Uh, <laughs> I'm mad. Yeah. God. Well, it's Who's it, that guy in the trailer who was like, why'd you come back here? Oh, yep. That's Sergeant Lane, isn't it? Lois's dad. They worked with him. He had, that character existed in uh, Smallville, I believe. Yeah, he's Lois Lane's military father, I think. So, yeah, and there's some super suit or bad guy coming. He's got a suit. We don't know who it is. but Yeah, they like showed a showed him opening like a huge crate of kryptonite and like putting mm-hmm. on some Iron Man. Right. Iron Monger it's Tony Stark. He's know. back. Yeah. <laughs> Crossover. <laughs> crossover yeah there's some like space scenes that look amazing of course you know the pilots they usually put a lot of money in so they look great and then the rest of the show kind of you know gets trapped in the office space if you will like you got a team with computers all around you and you know like stage sets and all that we'll see it looks it looks better than i thought it would like it really makes me want to watch it are you gonna are you gonna watch this you can tune in yeah i'll give it a go um I don't know. Jury's still out. Do it for the jaw. <laughs> I might. I don't. I might. I don't know. I've never been a huge Superman fan, though. You guys know that. I've always been more about Batman, Batman, uh, Batman. And oh, right. Yeah. If if only Ben Affleck had a Batman show, Megan would be there. Like you guys said, though, it does look more cinematic than it than it does an actual TV show. So yeah, that gives yeah. me hope. Same here. I, I hope CW is finally changing up their... Because I think their ratings are going down with these superhero shows. I think people are finally tired. And hopefully that makes them change things up. I, I hope. I, they need to have a new... Well, they were also campy looking, you know, after... Mm-hmm. 
after a little while, it was kind of like, oh. Well, Arrow started out really dark, you know, like, I think they had dark greens and stuff. And then when you got the flash involved, they kind of went and gave you some more color, which I was for, you know. But, yeah, it gets, they get probably a little too far into looking like, you know, just simple flashy costumes. But I, yeah. I have enjoyed their crossovers for what they are. I like seeing the old Flash, you know, John Wesley ship come back in a suit that looks very similar to his 90s suit, things like that. And they bring in Linda Carter. So I do like those shows are great for, you know, those particular moments. But yeah, outside of that, it's like, I just hate filler shows. I think I'm more of a fan of how BBC does it kind of, you know, it's like three, three episodes, hour and a half each maybe. And you're done. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you know i think some of them should be that way but but i get it you won't get a lot of people tuning in all year so that's why they do it we'll see february 23rd mark your calendars for some chiseled superman with with kids and chiseled jaw superman chiseled jaw. jaw that's it it's just yeah nothing else he's flabby everywhere else he's got his jaws in shape basically yeah unless they're gonna do a scene with his shirt off which i don't know oh you know they will you know they will, for no reason at all. <laughs> Ready for school, kids? And gets in the car, like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, Dad? <laughs> Suspenders? Um, Yeah. Moving on, Mortal Kombat. I believe the original film came out in 95. That was, it still is the best film to me that's been adapted. Even though, it really goes for it, right? It, the game, the popular game. We grew up on early 90s. I'm not sure it might have existed before that, but you guys like the original film, 95 version, for what it is? Oh, yeah. The first one, yes, Annihilation. Oh, that was bad. I remember seeing that in the theater. Five minutes in, I'm like, oh, wow, this is just garbage, but I guess I'll watch it. (laughs) Yeah, the first one's such a classic, yeah. And there's been many attempts over the years to remake Mortal Kombat. I believe maybe it was a YouTube series that went very, very dark. This looks yeah, uh, Mortal, yeah. Mortal Kombat Legacy. Okay, I never did. I maybe caught an episode or two, but yeah, they were really going. They, they, they changed did really the, well with it. Did they? Um, the original trailer they did for it, like they were going to make it more grounded in reality. Right. And then when he started work, when they started working on the season one, they're like, "Yeah, we really can't do that. <laughs> we so, got to go for it." Yeah. But um, they brought back the original Shang Tsung. Oh, he did. Okay, cool. Oh, wow. Um, But then, uh, I don't know. Season two took like kind of a darker take. Like, uh, you know, it's it's obviously like set after Liu Kang won the original tournament, and now he's like pissed off and drunk and (laughs) really like wow evil. Yeah, it's actually it's really good. Sure. I mean, if you can if you can find it on YouTube. um, Granted, it's you know Machinima is no longer a thing, so you have to like. Look at some of the bootleg sure, re-uploads yeah. of it. But, right. Um, it's actually really good. Nice. I'll have to um, check that out. So that's that's a little something to whet your appetite while you're waiting for the There you go. Or play the game. Yeah. To come out. Absolutely. But, um, the casting looks very solid. Um, I think there's, there's a lot of like kind of pick and choose from pop culture popular movies mm-hmm. for the casting. Uh, we've got um, Chin Han is Shang Tsung from The Dark Knight. Um, Ooh. We got uh, Kiryoki Sonata is playing Scorpion. 
He was the he was in Endgame, but I'm trying to remember what character oh, he played. He was, I think he, he was took the, on um um Hawkeye's Hawkeye. uh who who's Hawkeye in that one for a bit? It's the other guy, Ronan, right? Yeah. Yeah, he fought he he slashed his throat. Yep. Ronan. Yeah. Then another Spoiler. MCU veteran, so to speak. Um the guy that played uh one of the Warriors three, the Asian one. Oh sweet. <laughs> Um, he's playing Raiden. Oh, um, okay. There's going, be, oh, cool. there's going to be a original character in it Ooh. who kind of like helps the Earth Warriors out. I don't know too much about him, but hopefully he's not another Art Lean. You don't need another one of those. <laughs> Ludi Lin from the uh, 2017 Power Rangers is playing Liu Kang. Oh, Ooh, okay. He was, he was the one that played Zack in the. Uh, Oh, gotcha. Yep. Okay. And then um, Joe Taslim from The Raid is playing Sub-Zero. Ooh. So they've got some very strong actors in here. Um, Yeah, I think it's going to be, it's going to look good. I think uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm probably going to be one of the ones waiting for the midnight release to go watch it in the theaters, if that's a thing. I'm just excited that Steve Harvey's still working, you know? Oh, I know, man! He's playing Jacks in this movie. That's awesome. <laughs> we're gonna get that. We're gonna get that trending. I think from this episode, <laughs> Steve Harvey's in Mortal Kombat. He is. That's a very nice looking mustache too. I'm surprised they let him keep it. We surveyed Americans, and the top ten fatalities are. <laughs> oh my god! No, but uh, speaking of that, this is going to be rated R and have gory fatalities in it. There you go. Ooh. Man, if you. If you've uh, played anything from like Mortal Kombat 9 forward, <laughs> the fatalities have gotten so over the top. Yeah, oh, but... I know. They show bone um, breakage and stuff now. Oh, man. Yeah, they do like it's the graphic. x-ray moves where they like show them breaking their jaw and <laughs> somehow they still carry on the fight. Yeah. And are able to talk. I don't know. I gotta say, but, uh, regarding the games themselves, I love the add-ons of the Terminator. I think Rambo might be one of them. Robocop, yeah. the fatalities on them are terrible. Oh my god, I mean, terrible in a good way. Like Murphy, you know, yeah. he rips his head. Oh my god, it's like so, it just brings back memories of you know all the movies. And it's like, you actually know, got uh, actually got Sylvester Stallone to do Rambo, did they? What's for Rambo in it? <laughs> oh wow, like Last Blood awesome. Rambo, isn't it? Or is it original Rambo? Yeah, it's like, well. No, it's like original Rambo. Is it? Okay. okay. He, he's got, um, I mean, of course, every time they, they put out a game, it's like there's 20 billion skins that they release. Yes. For it, but yes. I, I never thought I'd enjoy playing as Rambo in a game. <laughs> honestly, because I, you know, I'm not a big Sly Stallone fan, but. Will they, will they do Cobra? Great. That's the question. Will they do his character Cobra? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a deep crap. <laughs> You're the disease. I'm the cure. <laughs> I'm the law. <laughs> oh, I'm Judge Dredd. Yes. Yes. Let's write but... into uh, whoever makes the games. And uh... <laughs> How about oh, Judge man. Dredd? <laughs> Phil Donahue. Larry King. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Donahue's still alive. Yeah. Well, I, Larry he King. Is. I ended with Larry King. Bring him back. He'll, his mic's his weapon. Yeah. No, suspenders. Imagine the fatalities with the suspenders. Yeah. Phil Donahue takes over for Larry King's show. (laughs) Dr. Phil. 
Man. Just be a series of ramp up questions that then all of a sudden explode and then die down. That, that's what we need. That's what uh, Nether Realm Studios needs to do. They need to make a Mortal Kombat that's all just talk show hosts. There you yeah. go. Oprah. And finally, finally see who would win in a fight between Jay Leno and David Letterman. Or Conan. Conan uh-huh. comes in and assists. Yeah. It's like a tag team. You son yeah. of a bitch. And then Len- Leno just drives his cars over them. Yeah, right his itself. Chin gr- his chin grows <laughs> ridiculously huge, and he just crushes them to death. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, boy. oh god! This well, anyway, is this, this is why I'm not a game dev. This is why I just play them. Okay, <laughs> I'd come up with some weird shit. <laughs> hey, I would, I would, I would get that game. <laughs> It'd be so odd. Oh. Yeah, uh, the movie, yeah, it's toned down, obviously. It's not as flashy as the original. Like, the original really embraced the video game, I thought. This one, yeah, it's going for more of a darker take, and I I assume the music won't be in it. <laughs> Probably not. Wouldn't work. Um, I don't know. Or I, like a revamped I, one, I don't know. Yeah, EDM and all that crap. <laughs> get, some K, get some K-pop in there. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> the newest single from Justin Timberlake. Oh God, Britney Spears is back. Um, yeah, um, yeah. It looks it looks interesting. I'll I'll see it. I just I like the original so much. It's just, oh, I don't know. I we'll see. Maybe it'll maybe it'll change my mind as we get closer to it. But I definitely definitely check it out. It's gonna be on HBO Max, of course, like every Warner Brothers movie this year. <laughs> I need to see a, a full-length trailer. I haven't seen it yet. I've only seen the HBO stuff. Please, speaking of HBO Max, Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's coming out March this year, obviously. It was rumored to be a miniseries. Maybe it was t- said to be a miniseries. It's now changed. It's going to be a four-hour film. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that. Um, I probably wouldn't go see it in the theater if it was four hours. But, yeah. You know. Intermission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think some some theaters even did that for Endgame, didn't they? They put like an intermission in there. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm, when maybe I, I'm making that up. I just remember I didn't eat or drink anything until like halfway through. I'm like, I'm not getting up to go to the bathroom. I'm like, I have to be here. No, I mean, it, as long as they do it justice, I mean, no pun intended. But <laughs> um, I mean, as long as they do it justice, I I really did not like the original one. So yeah, hopefully this one's gonna totally changed my mind on it i think it's gonna be something completely different like there was so many alternate takes story-wise character-wise yeah i think we're in for a real treat and yeah will it be avengers great maybe not i don't know but i think it's gonna be a lot better than what we got and yeah they say it's a dead end the creators right now behind uh or the the president of warner brothers so far they say it's a dead end who knows i think it's going to be based on success. I really, I could see them maybe if it's successful, I, I could see them maybe trying to do another justice league. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It remains to be seen, but them allowing Snyder to do this kind of gives me a feeling that, Hey, they would consider him coming back maybe for one more movie. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, it depends on how well it's received, but I'm sure it'll be a lot, a lot better than the original movie. It's the way it should have been, let's just say. And he's also working on a BVS, a new BVS cut, director's cut, that's like th- over three hours long, which that's how his movie was uh, initially. 
and yeah. Warner Brothers made him cut it down. And so that's, you know, I think where a lot of people got upset. Like, what is this? Doesn't make sense. You know, all these, all this build up, the story, these other plots, you know, they just didn't have room to flow in that cut down version. And I will say the BVS Ultimate Edition, I believe it's called, much better. Check that out. A lot more things are explained, but I could only imagine his new cut is going to be a lot more uh, explanation of certain events and setups, perhaps. I'm happy he's doing that. And then, of course, his Justice League. You know, I'll definitely buy both on physical media when they come out. I'm excited about it. This is something I wanted, you know, I was hoping for when they released the original Justice League. Yeah, I'm down for a four-hour movie. And, you know, the, I know a lot of people complain now. It's funny how people complain now about these, you know, Wonder Woman. They said it was very long, which I understand the complaint because, yeah, it did drag some spots. But I remember times where, and we all do, I'm sure, uh, you know, superhero films were like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Didn't I didn't ever felt like we got enough of it, you know. Like I remember coming out of Last Stand and, you know, I was pissed off because they just butchered a lot of things I didn't like, but... It was such a short film, it felt like. And I just remember thinking, like, I would see a three-hour X-Men film. You know, give me that. Yeah. I will see a three-hour X-Men film. Maybe we'll see that now that, you know, the properties are back under the House of Mouse. Yeah. See what happens. I'm really looking forward to what they're going to do. Because that's the other, going back to WandaVision, that's the other rumor. is like, she'll make this multiverse thing happen, possibly. And she'll bring in the mutants. Which, I'm like, I'm down. Like, that's probably the best way to introduce them. And I think, you know, they're going to they're going to treat them a lot better than they were treated. You know, there was some some highlights to their old films. But, yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of lows as well. Four hour Justice League film. I'm down and you'll be able to pause it if you don't see it in the theater. But, yeah, if you see it in the theater, just uh, like I said, don't eat or drink anything. Get ready. Take, a gallon, <laughs> take an empty gallon jug with you in case. <laughs> And then spill it's it by there. accident. Nobody oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God. Everyone starts uh. smelling like, no. <laughs> Hazmat team comes in, kicks your ass. Well, just be careful. <laughs> yeah. Drink responsibility. Um, Bill, you've got some game news for us? Yes. So uh, I don't know if you guys have seen those, uh, those one-up arcade machines in like Walmart and stuff like that. They have like you know, Pac-Man and all those oh, stuff, yeah. like those little yeah. arcade cabinets. So my inner child just absolutely had a shit fit when I heard about this, but the X-Men arcade game <gasps> what is getting released ooh, as ooh, a ooh. cabinet. So, yeah, yeah. damn. Uh, and I, I'm not going to lie. Like I spent so much money pumping quarters into that machine when I was a kid. <laughs> I just Sorry, I loved broke it. my arm. Yeah. <laughs> I was playing X Men and I I spent all my money and I was supposed to get uh, food. Uh-huh. Yeah, that that game brings back some memories. Oh wow! Oh yeah, that was like the Sega so, Genesis X Men, right? Adapted. No. Oh, it was no, no, very no, different. I think I've played it, but I, I guess I thought you know how sometimes this is the one where they had like three TV screens on it and you could play as it was like based on the Pride of the X Men. Oh, so okay. Like Nightcrawler, Colossus, okay, Cyclops, Wolverine, all them. I think I remember. Um, yeah. But it's going to be four player. Uh, it's going to have online functionality, so you can play with friends or whoa people from all over the place. Um, I think it's going to include 
There's also a Captain America in the Avengers game. Sweet. That was like the the one that said, you know, heroes do don't do drugs or whatever. Do you remember that one? Vaguely, yeah. That one's going to be included with it. Um, I think there's another Avengers game included with it or something like that. But another one coming out is Dragon Slayer. Do you guys ever remember playing that? That was like the first, I think one of the first games to have like quick time events. Okay. Stuff like that. I'm sure um, I passed it by back in the day. Yeah, it was, it was like a, I don't know, it was like an animated one, looked like a playable cartoon. Oh, thing. okay. You're like this, oh, this yeah. knight and stuff like that. Um, that one's coming out as well. A couple other ones coming out that uh, the Killer Instinct one's coming out and it has a Battletoads game included with it. So that oh, might be kind of worth it. Wow. But uh, another uh, another big thing that came out recently this past Thursday, the Resident Evil Showcase came out. So some new projects for 2021. Resident Evil 8 is going to be coming out this May, I believe. May 7th is when it's coming out. It's going to continue kind of the first-person horror perspective from Resident Evil 7. Um, it's also going to include a multiplayer game called Resident Evil Reverse. It's like a three-on-three kind of battle royale Call of Duty type game, but uh, basically you're going to have you know villains and heroes and monsters from the different series in that, and kind of like a three-on-three versus match kind of thing. Nice. Um, so that's going to be kind of cool. There's a uh, there's a closed beta that I signed up for um, for next weekend. Trying to try that try that out. I don't know if I'll get into it or not, but if I do, I'm going to put some gameplay up on my channel sweet Um, look forward to it and they're doing that as kind of like a total fan service like 25th anniversary of the series kind of thing for fans so nice it's looking pretty cool that is Um, awesome and also uh there was something you made me aware of josh the uh the um indiana jones game yeah coming out from bethesda so it's uh the same team that worked on the Wolfenstein remakes they did um, is going to be working on this. It also involves, I think, one of the what is it? one of the lead developers from Bethesda is working on it as well. So that's kind of kind of doesn't fill me with a lot of hope, but we'll see what it looks like when it comes out. Bethesda is yeah. making a deal with Microsoft, so now all their games are going to be exclusively for Xbox. Oh, I wonder if you think this Indiana Jones game might be a victim of that? I don't. Or? I don't think it is. Hope not. Um, I think because there's there's another team that's working on it. Um, sure. They're going to make it. They want to make it a a console wide release, like yes you know, for for every console and for PC and all that. But uh, they should not screw that up, man. That we waited too long. I really, I really hope not. There's not much from the trailer. It's just it shows a shot of a desk and like some maps and old texts and stuff like that. But the last uh, the last shot shows him picking up the fedora and the yeah. And so it's kind of like everybody got really jazzed with that. But uh, that's how Mitch leaves the house. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> grab your whip and fedora. Here we go. <laughs> um, I think in Iowa, it's like grab your Carhartt jacket. <laughs> Yeah, vape rig. But <laughs> um, anyway, that's awesome. But, uh, that's that staged 
desk and that's that's classic that's just what you want to see that's uh yeah i mean um machine games the the developer that worked on wolfenstein they if you if you played those games they make a um they do a lot of research when they you know go to like historical locations they want to make it look accurate as possible oh nice i I like that i mean granted you know you take a take that with a grain of salt there's not a mechanized (laughs) hitler in this game but um (laughs) i don't know like bethesda i don't know you guys are familiar with that i'm not way that company's kind of gone um they're the ones that do the fallout series the skyrim series oh, okay uh, stuff like that and uh so they totally they totally dropped the ball when it came to fall to fallout 76 just like a you know multiplayer fallout game right came out a few years ago so that kind of gives me pause with it as well as you know if they decide to make it xbox exclusive i really hope they don't right i'll have to buy an but, xbox uh, <laughs> yeah i i'm still not gonna buy an xbox i know i probably won't i just saying that <laughs> maybe we'll get um, it sponsored thanks bill yeah <laughs> gates <laughs> but <laughs> yeah it's like uh that's kind of all i really had for news that's awesome in here so much to take in yeah. Jeez. so so much uh so much money to save up <laughs> yeah gonna have 10 of these um, arcade machines in my house <laughs> oh i know it what I've heard though, like they're supposedly they're easy to because they they run off of the ROM technology that like emulators use. Okay. So I've heard it's possible like modify them and put you know more games on it and stuff like oh, that. Oh, cool, I've cool. Not, I don't think I would tear it apart and no waste two hundred and fifty dollars on a or whatever they are yeah. now. I don't even know how much they are, but no word on when those are coming out. They're just projected for twenty twenty one some point i've wanted the ninja turtle one for a while now i've been very tempted whenever i get a lot of money in my bank account which is rare i'm like oh that would be kind of cool it it would be cool i think it would be you know i i don't know i i would like to be able to like build my own right and just say i want you can add on to it yeah i want x-men ninja turtles simpsons yeah that's about it but, yeah um you know what i mean yeah i think that's what stopped me is like it's kind of it's just one game you know it's like uh, i mean i know you can easily spend like a couple grand to get an actual arcade machine for one game but I'd like to be able to play more than just one you know room wise too you know you don't want uh not everyone has oh, yeah, room for these wanna... systems they're smaller but well, the, they're still big. yeah the the good thing about those cabinets is they don't take up a lot of space yeah it is kind of kind of a pain in the ass to stand there if you're planning on playing for two hours but <laughs> yeah. i mean you can always get like a bar stool or something i guess yeah which yeah you can buy i know the turtles one offers it and of course it's separate it doesn't i don't think it comes with one um you, of also, course have to, it is. you also have to buy a, <laughs> a height adjuster i think too maybe because they can be pretty low oh. to the ground yeah yeah that's true i've read they into some of it right yeah yeah and some of the plastic they put over the uh the knobs and stuff, you know, around it, that can crack. Uh, so you have to get better plastic. You know, it just has some, you know, shortcomings, but it's still yeah. tempting to buy it. Like, it looks really fun. You could just buy a regular bar stool, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I've pictured that in my family room, like in the corner. But again, it's just one game. So it's like, we might get tired of this game after a while and we will never play it again. So yeah. you run that risk. But I'm sure the resale is pretty good on them. But I, I, I'm interested to uh, find out more about the, these newer ones you're talking about because you said like some of them have like internet capabilities and multi games within them. Yeah, 
That's cool. Yeah, I like there's, that. Uh, there's even one they're coming out with. It's a, uh, it's like one of those four player like pub style games um, that has it's like a round table has like the TV in the center. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember things like that. Yeah, um, like so Pac Man sort of. Out. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of like that. They've got one that's coming out. It's got like Pong and Tempest Sweet. and Super Breakout on it, but it's like five hundred and fifty dollars on pre order. Wow. So it's kind of one of those things like. Mm, <laughs> nostalgia yes price no yeah i'd rather i'd rather take the 550 and spend it on a playstation 5 if i can ever find one uh, right exactly yeah how right. how goes the playstation 5 status is it uh oh, i was just man. gonna ask that that and xbox s like why can't we find these where are these things so yeah the uh i was looking at the reports for just the restock in the u.s and major retailers target walmart best buy Things like that they don't have any projected mm. idea when they're getting more i mean you can buy all the accessories there <laughs> get ready you know <laughs> yeah but uh i think it's the same thing with the xbox series s it's they had such a problem with with people scalping and all that around christmas mm-hmm. it's just they just bought like trying the whole... to catch, well it's like they're tr- they're trying to catch up now and not only that but like you know they've got hardware issues and things like mm-hmm. that they're trying to fix so I don't know. It's got to be daunting to make a video console. Like, you know, just the anticipation. Like, how many years has it been since the 4 was released? Uh, Are we... Oh, we with? I'm just... I know I just threw that at you. But, I, you know, back in the day, maybe it was every five years they had a PlayStation come out? I want to say, yeah, the the PlayStation 4, I think, was like five, six years ago. And then they came out with the, the PlayStation 4 Pro. Yeah. Which is like a... I don't know. What the difference? I don't see much difference. More storage, them, right? Is that how it works, or yeah, it's like more storage, higher, higher DPI on it. I guess. Well, I it's know. nice they have external hard drives now, because I know Joey he had a turn, he had a switch and switch one out like the old way, and then they announced mm-hmm. the external hard drives. So hopefully, uh, yeah. these, Do you know if these fives have that uh, option, the external hard drives? They, I don't think they, so. They've learned. Oh, really? Oof. Well, I guess you um, know you play it a lot. And that'll be a problem, at, but at first, I don't think they're well. I don't think it's going to be immediately available. You can you you can still use your PlayStation Four, okay, setup for it. Yeah, but for the I don't know for the PS Five, seeing as how they only have about you know five or six games out for it right now, I don't think they're real pressed about it. But well, Joey's got one. We'll just uh, we'll just head over there and uh, there what's up? <laughs> can I borrow that? <laughs> Oh, be right back. So basically, we'll get the five whenever the six is available. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. Cool, cool. <laughs> so we have no idea like which one's outselling, right? The Xbox, PlayStation. They're they're pretty. I think the demand for PlayStation Five is higher. Sure. Um, because there's name. a lot of there's a lot of like the bigger YouTubers and stuff like that, like Mr. Beast. He was. I mean, he's just like absolutely filthy rich and is giving away money left and right of course there's there's people that went and bought like even at the inflated price went and bought a ton of them just to give away oh wow and uh i think there was one one person that did a giveaway for playstation 5 or xbox series x and he still has or as whatever it is xbox series s and I think he still has like twenty of the Xboxes and none of the PlayStation Fives. Wow! So 
I don't know. I think it's, I think the demand is there. It's just mm-hmm. trying to get the right. Well, you have you have to look at it too. Like we just had a new president take over. Trade embargoes are being lifted oh, or re- yeah. reintroduced and right. stuff like that. So it's kind of, you know, that's kind of up in the air. So that needs to be made in USA. Switch that. Switch it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ford's well, Xbox. Oh. oh God. <laughs> well, there is a uh, there is a KFC console coming out. What the hell is that? I thought that was a joke. That's real. No. What it's is that real. about? I mean, what, what games will it play? I, can't believe I don't know. That. If it's, I don't know if it's going to be a thing like the Google Stadia, <laughs> where like you can you can go on and you know buy games to upload to it or whatever. But supposedly, this console uses the heat <laughs> generated by the console to fry chicken in the bottom of it. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's not going to last it's long, like, will it? I mean, it, it's like a console mixed with an air fryer. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. It's so, I don't know what the hell is going on. The quest on to find the original recipe. Hey, yeah, exactly. I can cook dinner and play games at the same time. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even have to do DoorDash anymore. <laughs> Kids are like chicken again. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm just wondering where when it's gonna get to the point where like somebody's gonna get one of these consoles and try to just shove a whole chicken in there while they're playing Call of Duty. <laughs> oh <laughs> my like god! Voice chat. That thing's... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta kill it first. <laughs> Poor thing. That thing's gonna be so greasy. It's gonna be so gross. Oh god. I can't believe like, that. <laughs> well, McDonald's is next, and Burger King, and I, you know what? I'm shake. surprised with. I'm surprised McDonald's hasn't come out with their own console. Oh gosh! Remember when they used to have the N64 in their play place? Oh yeah. Oh really? Oh maybe yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Wow. Oh man. I just remember they used to have better toys. That's all. Yeah. Everything was great when we were kids. Pizza Hut. You oh, go there and get a a nice thermos or. Um, Remember the uh, Phantom Menace cups? Okay. I bought those. Oh yeah, Land Before Time, the the hand puppet thing. <laughs> oh, I still have those. Back to Future Two sunglasses. I mean, I could go on. There's just the uh, good old days. The, the like crystal glasses they had for Batman Forever. Yes, I still oh, have yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah. The like yeah. light up or whatever. Flintstone. They had Shrek well, cups. Oh God, what what happened? I have to say, like. I have to say, I I hope with the release of Ghostbusters Afterlife, they bring back Ecto Cooler. Yeah, they did last time for the 2016. I made sure to get a lot of it. I got cans of it. Oh, it's so good, so good. I I know you can make it too, but you have to have to order some of the ingredients. It's not the same. Probably not. No, not the same. No, they'll they'll bring it back. And I there's rumors there's maybe going to be other flavors of Ecto Cooler. So they're definitely bringing Twinkies, which I'm like, I don't need Twinkies, but okay. Oh, the green-filled Twinkie. Yeah, it's like blue or something. Or they whatever. got cereal. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. I That's, you know, we didn't get to it, but there's like a lot of film delays, obviously. That's one of them. So we have to wait even longer, but I cannot wait. There was an awesome thing that um, Jason Reitman said about the film. He showed it to his dad, Ivan, who directed the first two. Mm-hmm. He cried after he saw it, like in a good way. He wasn't like, this is shit, son. No, he was like actually happy. Oh, wow about it it looks great and yeah i hope it brings back all these cool you know you got the vintage vintage toys coming back so yeah ecto cooler i took that for granted for so many years like i saw it on a shelf 
And then one day, you know, like years later, I was like, oh, I want some Ecto Cooler. I'll just go to the high C aisle, whatever. It'll be there. Nope, not there. Yeah. I had no idea they took it off the shelf. But <laughs> it is just as good as I remember. It was it was awesome. And my, my daughter oh, yeah. actually loved it, too. I remember the, the movie theaters actually sold it in cans. It, it was really neat. That's the only, oh, yeah. only great thing that came right. out of Ghostbusters 2016 was the Ecto Cooler. So... <laughs> Yeah, can't say much oh, about the boy. movie, but I mean, hey, my, yeah. my daughters like it for what it is, but you can't beat those originals. You just can't. You can't. You can't even try. Yeah. They should have just made a sequel, which they're doing now. Take care of business. And yeah, I'm excited. But yeah, hopefully Ecto Cooler. I will buy a freaking crate of that thing. I, I want it. I need it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll just all pitch in for a Costco membership and just go buy out their oh, stock. Oh, God, if they did like a keg of it. <laughs> Yes. Oh man, that'd be awesome. All right, boys, we're gonna we're gonna do a marathon of the original Ghostbusters movie. Let's tap the keg. Yeah, there you go. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Find find something to mix it with if you like. We'll spice up a little bit. They did introduce a new ghost. I don't know if you guys saw that, but there's little snippets coming out about the movie and this new ghost who was it was in the trailer. It looks cool. It's not Slimer. It's a different ghost, but I'm digging it. So I like the I like the design and. I can't remember too much more about it, but obviously we'll be covering it down the road. I hope, hopefully, oh, very yeah. soon. James Bond, we got to wait longer it. for. Bummer. So, shit, Craig will probably be in his 80s by the time it comes out. So it'll definitely be his last film. Yeah. Our summer's That'll looking promising, though. Yeah. We might actually have some summer blockbusters to go that to. That would see be this cool. Year. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, I I worry Black about. Black Widow, Free Guy. Yeah, Black Widow. That's um, gosh, that's just kind of. They're going to have to really hype that up again, aren't they? I mean, it's just kind of... Oh, man. You don't even know about yeah, it anymore. Remember, yeah, I remember when the trailers came out. I was like, man, I can't wait to see this. And now it's like a year later. And you're like, oh, Black Widow. Okay. It's like, like oh, oh, poor Black Widow. It's harkening back to the days when we used to have to wait a year to get a movie to be on VHS after it went to the theater. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I still remember when Jurassic Park came out. I raced over to the dolls on my bike and picked it up. Of all places to buy from, it was right by my house. That's why. But I remember r- racing back home, so excited. Oh, that tape was so heavy. <laughs> Those were the days. Those were the days. Yeah, good stuff. Well, guys, no, I know we ran long, but thank you. We covered a lot. It was great. Anything else before we go? I don't think so. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Please plug your channel before we go. Oh, okay. yes. Um, so 515 Gaming on YouTube. Uh, if you guys want to head over there, subscribe. Um, we've got a page on Facebook, on Twitter, on Discord. Looking to ramp it up quite a bit here in 2021. Um, so if you want to go check that out, it'd be great. Fantastic. Done. I'm there. Done. And uh, check us out too, Field of Geeks. We're on YouTube everywhere, pretty much. Um, a lot of good stuff out there. 515 Gaming, awesome, great stuff. Thanks, guys. We will be back. I'm Josh. I'm Mitch. I'm Bill. I'm Megan. We out. We out.